All right, so it is uh, Saturday, September 26, 2015, Joey. It is our 21st episode. Last we can, week was our. We can finally drink. Yeah, but this is this this podcast. That's is, what we should have done. Yeah, that that actually would have made a lot more sense. Uh, last week was our twentieth one, but we actually didn't record that one. We before we put it up, yeah. we recorded a little early. And sorry for the sound. My air conditioner kept going off. Yeah, there was an apology on the uh, on the thing. <laughs> yeah, um, but we are back to our normal shitty venue. So it should be a little better, hopefully. No, it's not. Yeah, it's still kind of bad. Um, Joey, it has been a good little while. What have you been up to? Um, I have not been up to a whole lot, I guess. Like I've just been playing through all the side quests on uh, Sunset Overdrive. And I've just recently finished all of that. I've just packaged up the... The little envelope for Gamefly, I'm about to send that back. Um, I need to be so much better about that, because I have um, the most recent Kirby game, the one that came out that's kind of close to like Rainbow Curse, or that might be the one that I'm talking about, but I got that one on Gamefly for my Wii U, and I played it the first day, and I was like, fuck this, I don't like this, <laughs> but it's been sitting by my TV for about a month and a half now. Yeah, that's kind of how, how it plays out. But it's like the mailbox is like super far away. <laughs> I mean, you have to like get up off the couch and walk like to walk into the sunlight and I'm not I mean, outside. That. Fuck that. No, so I, I, I just have that. I finished playing that and I've been watching Dirty Rock again. Um, and I've just been enjoying it as much as I did the first time around, so... It's just it's just so great. I mean, we were talking about this a second before, or a bit before we started recording, but uh, it's one of those shows. And we talked about it last week, so you know mm. that podcast went up last week. Um, it's just it's just one of those shows where you can watch it uh, a couple of times and catch different things in that yep. show that you might have missed the first time. Yeah, I think like um, like the the joke that just recently stuck with me the most was uh, there was an episode where the Teamsters went and bought everyone Italian sandwiches, and when uh, Liz Lemon's sandwich gets eaten, um, gets taken, she goes hysterical, and she, and uh, Kenneth comes in. And, she, and like she holds like a knife to him or something, and says, "I'll cut your face so bad you'll have a chin. You'll all have chins." And I thought, for some reason, I thought that was like the best. That that was hilarious. Just a great writing all around, and it, it's kind of like a show completely by writers. Yeah, and it's who are completely it's, in charge it's of really the whole good thing. too because you see in a lot of like uh, you know sitcoms and stuff like that. Um, you see the writing like fall off, like yeah. you know, over time. But in that show, a lot of the writers are the actors mm-hmm. as well. So you know, it's, it's one of those shows that I believe they went seven, seven or eight seasons. I think so. Um, every season is just as good as the last. Pretty it's not much. one of those shows where oh, the writers left and now you know we have new writers and it's mm-hmm. kind of different, or they just stop caring. But it, it's exactly it's just great, a great show. What have, you been, what have you been doing, Johnny? Um, I've been playing a lot of fucking games, like way too many. I've been working a lot, but I come, I come home, I get home like at 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, and I stay up playing games until like 5. That's just bad. <laughs> like you need to reprioritize some things, bud. I need to get a new job, because yeah. this job just like, you know, it forces me to stay up until like 1. And I leave work, I get home almost at one thirty two in the morning. And then I need, like, time to unwind, and I tend to do that by playing video games yep. and stuff. 
uh, to like 4.30, I like, you know, get up, shower, and get ready for bed. And by then, it's like 5 o'clock. And yeah. It's fucking horrible. This is just my everyday life. But um, <laughs> I beat playing Metal Gear Solid Five. How was that? Um, amazing. Um, a lot of people are very iffy on the story, like the ending of it. Well, uh, I think people are griping. I kind of think that's just. I mean, you know what you're signing on for with a Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, exactly. Game. And but and a lot of people are like, oh, like this isn't like super, uh, like Metal Geary, but it, it's still a great game. Like it, it's a it's a game that's great for fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different than most games because a lot of the stuff you gotta like listen to like cassette tapes that you get okay. to get a lot of the story. Um, but if you're not a fan of the series, it's still a great stealth game, and you're not going to be missing out on a whole lot. There's going to be certain things that you're not going to get and not understand, unless you're a fan of the series and know what's really going on. But for the most part, you can uh, pick it up and play it and have a great time. Um, I got the Taken King for Destiny. I am glad to announce that Destiny is finally out of beta. <laughs> now, what? after paying a hundred and twenty dollars dude i finally get the game that i wanted to play it's it's, it's, man i don't think i can really justify paying 120 dollars total for yeah like now i i because you know i bought everything like the day it came out so that's why i've had to pay 120 dollars if you're like new to the series uh you can get everything for 60 bucks right now so that's not too bad um I want you to get back into Destiny. The only thing I... Uh, the problem is the Taken King is 40 bucks. Yeah. But you need the two DLCs before it as well. I have... What was that one? That, what was the first one that came out? Um, it doesn't matter. But you have the first one. So you need the second one and the Taken King. Mm-hmm. That's 60 bucks to just buy the second one and the Taken King. So at that point, I feel like it's just better for you to... You have a physical copy of the game, right? Yeah. Just go trade in the game. Um, and get a full digital copy of Year One Destiny, which is the vanilla Destiny, the two DLCs, and then the Taken King for sixty bucks. Okay, wait. So what I have to, I wouldn't have to uninstall the game, right? I would just leave it there and just buy. Right. Okay. Uh, but that would probably yeah, be probably your, your best be, bet. Yeah. Um, best bet. It's, it's worth it. Like I said, uh, it finally feels complete. Uh, you can level up with experience up to level 40. Okay. Um, you're, yeah, that's right. They the, got rid of the whole light system. and they, The light system is still there, but it's more it's different. Mm-hmm. Where the light system before leveled you, now it's just your item level. Okay. So to do certain things, you still need like a high enough item level to do it. Okay. But that counts your guns, your armor, your, um, like, you know, the little sash thing that you had going on. Okay. Um, it yeah. was a cloak, man. If you're a hunter, it was a cloak. They added new subclasses, which is really cool. The Titan one uh, throws fire hammers. Mm-hmm. He's a fire bros <laughs> guy. Um, the warlock gets um, force lightning. That's dope. He gets force lightning, so he can like uh, hold a whole bunch of people together in one spot, just force mm-hmm. lightning them. And then the hunter gets like a void bow or something like okay. that. Um, Really cool. Um, uh, Dinklage isn't voicing. Uh, yeah, that's right. The uh, ghost anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Nolan North's performance, I feel like, just kind of fits a little better. Yeah. Um, the delivery is just a little better. I haven't played through any of the uh, base stuff. They've said that they've changed certain things there, but I haven't had a chance mm-hmm. to play it. Um, 
they've added kind of characters that were already in the game and they've kind of like given them life which is kind of nice so like okay. the the uh, I don't even know what you would call them the, the you know how there's a three people hanging around the table mm-hmm. in like the main room like the uh, main guardian guys okay um they actually like give them story chunks. Like one of the hunter guy, you know, he's like a robot guy. Mm-hmm. He plays like a big part in the main story quest for the Taken Queen because he's like doing a whole bunch of things. But you know, they he, he's actually like a funny character. Okay. And you know, they kind of like give these people characters and voices. And so I mean, they actually kind of give a shit about everything else. Yeah, it, it, it feels like there's more of a story. Like you kind of care about these characters now. It feels. It feels good. It feels like an actual game now. Okay, because, like, it seemed like all they really focused on with Destiny was just, like, this world building. And even then, uh, it, they just left huge they just left huge chunks of, you know, uh, context and exposition out of, uh, of that world. So, like, you just have, like, these really cool visuals and landscapes, but you don't really have anything to back it up or make it that... And to give it that level of depth that you want from the game. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, it, like, the only character who spoke was uh, the ghost, pretty much. Pretty much. Your character never spoke which, to the point to where it was almost weird whenever they did speak. Yeah. Where you would kind of, like, forget what their voice sounded like. Um, and then in the two DLCs, uh, the ghost like hardly talks. I guess they couldn't get uh, Peter Dinklage in to so. like record lines for it. Um, but now I want to go back and play all this old stuff. Now that apparently it's been reworked and you know, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the game is good now. I hope I, so. I give it a seal of approval. Okay. Um, what else have I been doing? Um, I started watching American Horror Story. Okay. Um, like everybody raves about this show, and I've always kind of just been like, "What the fuck is this show about?" Like I've never known, and like I even like looked up a synopsis for it, and it still was completely vague. It's just like there's like so there's like evil, and like that doesn't explain shit to me. Okay, here here's all you have to know. Is American Horror Story each season is just a new story, standalone like standalone season with but there's like a couple of persistent characters. Yeah, it's like with the same actors coming back to reprising essentially similar characters to the ones they played originally. It's just kind of like a reincarnation of them in different scenarios. So you know, like I'm I'm only like a couple episodes into the first, the the, first season, the the house one, and like uh, it's. It's weird. It's not, like, necessarily scary or anything. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, people are having sex and getting killed. And there's, like, a maid well, that's, that's got a fucking weird eye. That, that's kind of horror in and of itself. So, you know. That's true. I mean, so, like, they kind of just have these really cool and interesting scenarios. So, like, the, the first one, the haunted house. Second one, I believe, was uh, Coven, the witches, I think. Or was that the third one? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. But then the freak show, the one with the circus. And then the, the one that they're doing now that's supposed to be coming out is Hotel, I believe. Yeah, the, the hotel the with hotel Lady Gaga. One. Yeah. It's like, it, it seems pretty good. I just haven't really watched it. Like, I saw I, a couple I, episodes. Like I said, I've never, I've never watched it before. And I watched that first episode, and it felt like it was super long. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, Ian and I have watched maybe like three or four episodes of it. It's... 
not really like hooked me, but I'm I guess yeah. curious about it and I want to continue watching it. Yeah. Just to see what all the hype is about. Oh, um, and also because it's near October, so I'm starting to gear up for like all like the Halloween shit. I've been watching like a bunch of horror movies lately. I saw I finally saw Your Next um, that came out a couple years ago. Uh, home invasion horror movie. Um, like dudes in animal masks break in and start killing this entire uh, family. I think I remember seeing like yeah. uh, trailers it, for that or it something. It wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good and a nice little spin on the whole situation because usually in home invasion stories like the person is like fucking stupid. The main the protagonist that ends up surviving all the way to the end somehow is always stupid and clumsy. Like by some Stroke of dumb luck, they yeah. managed to survive like pretty all much things. This one, though, the protagonist is actually capable of defending herself, and you know, kills the shit out of all these dudes. Like there, there, there is a scene where she takes uh, like a blender, like the the whole like glass portion of the blender breaks, and then she takes. Uh, turns it upside down where the blades are sticking downwards and stabs it into a dude's head, plugs it in, and then turns it on, and it blends his brain. It's so funny that you said that. For some reason, I was like, what would happen if I put my head in a blender? I said this earlier today. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't think my head would fit in a blender, but... You have a giant head. Apparently, like, if I break the blender... And then you I stab can, like, shit into your smash head, smash it into my head, then it would be fine. I yeah, make it work. Yeah, it would work. <laughs> so yeah, so that that whole part was just it, it was great. It was it was actually pretty funny too. What I want you to do, I want you to. Um, did you watch this on Netflix or something? Or was I saw it on Netflix? Okay. Netflix stream. I want you to like come. I want you to compile a list for our listeners for horror movies to watch this October on oh, Netflix okay. or something like yeah. I, I want you to do that and I want to post that online somewhere because that would just be a great list and, and that would be a great list for me too because there's like you know I can like I, so like the first of October I will come out I was like, I'm thinking like I want kind of like something people can watch within a day yeah. so like maybe some like seven movies you can watch like seven movies that will work for that day or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. until the end of the month until you actually get to Halloween and then yeah and, 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 you know I think it's just uh, great for great content wise but also great because I need movie recommendations as well especially yeah. closer to October you always kind of like want to veer more towards like, the horror, horror movies, movies and everything and then as Christmas time comes, you can watch all your fun Christmas movies. There are that's a what bunch I'm, of fun that's Christmas what I'm movies. Excited about. There are like Krampus looks like a great fun Christmas movie, but we're gonna get to that later. Yeah, we're gonna talk. You, we can start talking movies right now. I, that's fine. We'll, we'll switch. You wanna, up. You wanna switch it up? Yeah, we usually we usually uh, for any of our new listeners, uh, if you're out there. Um, we usually start with video games first and then movies, but let's just drive them right okay. into movies because it just makes so, so much sense. Pretty much. So, did you see the? Did you see the um, the trailer for Krampus? I didn't. I've seen. I saw like stills of the trailer, but I didn't mm-hmm. actually wa- have a chance to watch the trailer. Okay. Uh, well, Krampus, for those of you who do not know, is German folklore um, where uh, the whole Saint Nick thing comes from. <clears throat> so yeah. Saint Nicholas brings presents to the. You know, good boys and girls. But Krampus uh, but is the evil Santa Claus, pretty much. Krampus is evil Santa Claus who goes to the home of bad children and canes the shit out of them, essentially. He's just an angry old man. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you 
did you left a poopy fire bag on yeah. my on my front doorstep? Now I'm gonna go beat you up. Yeah, too cramped. Essentially, it's like like he if I remember correctly, he like canes the shit out of like uh, of uh, bad kids and bad parents too. So like no one's safe from from Krampus. Krampus will and, like, fuck your shit up. Is like, and like you would think that maybe like you know Bizarro Santa would just kind of be like a, a surlier looking you know Santa Claus. No, this guy looks like a full on demon, like completely black, tall, lanky, horns, looks like Satan. It's it's kind of, it's pretty pretty creepy. And so the guys who made the tri- um, trick or treat, uh, for those of you who have seen it, it's it's fantastic. But um, the guy who uh, wrote and directed that. Uh, wrote and directed Krampus. Right. So this is his second movie um, in a very long time, and he, yeah, it looks fantastic. The trailer yeah, starts mean, off just like looking at some of the stills. It's just like you know, you see like Krampus's head. It's just got that Loki Loki mm-hmm. helmet look, like Pretty much. just like this crazy demonic, yeah, weird, creepy hand thing going yeah. on. So um, this works as both a horror movie and Christmas movie because I'm kind of like we all kind of been through the whole Christmas movie shtick where you know Christmas is in trouble and someone needs to go save Christmas. Christmas and that's the every Christmas almost movie like all the plot to every single Christmas yeah. movie or it's like some weird family feud during Christmas between neighbors you know trying to out Christmas each other yeah and, and they become friends and then they become friends at the end it's stupid um, so this one I really like the horror bend to it because it kind of like in a way it reminds me of uh, Die Hard the first Die Hard movie how uh, that took place during Christmas yeah technically Christmas movie but it's the best Christmas movie to watch and I mean action Germans getting killed you know it's it's fantastic so you know go see when this comes out go see it it looks fantastic Adam Scott's yeah, in and it. I think that's really weird I mean you know it'll be it's it's just It'll be interesting to see him in a completely different role than something that I was expecting, like Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of people came to know Adam Scott because of that show, and yeah. you kind of like grew accustomed to him just being that like kind of weird, awkward, yeah. you know, kind of friendly person. <laughs> it's like, like he can either play that or he can be, be like the biggest douchebag, like in Step Brothers. In Step Brothers, yeah, like like he was fantastic in Step Brothers. So pretty much anything he's in, um, so it'll be. He, but this is like this is different than those two. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see him in a different and I'm sure he's done yeah. other stuff. Oh yeah. But as far as I've seen, you know, it may be more uh, maybe I'm kind of generalizing, but I'm assuming the general everyone knows kind of him like for his me. comedy stuff. Right. So it'll be interesting to see him in a different environment. Yeah. It's kind of exciting. So, you know, Krampus, check it out, um check it out, check out the trailer. Do they have a release date for that or anything, um, you know? I believe like I'm Pretty sure they do because they. I think they are wrapping production on that. Let me check it out. I would assume it would be uh, sometime um, soonish. Like, I'm, I would I assume it would be before November twenty uh, fifth of this year. So a month before Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know. Also, just that. That's about the perfect time for you know. That's actually a great time because out. you don't want to put. A Christmas movie out on Christmas Day, especially not something like this, because it's not going to do very well. Exactly. And no one's going to go watch a creepy Christmas movie on Christmas Day. Yeah. But leading up to it and kind of feeling that, like, you know, post-Halloween buzz still a little bit. Like, yeah. Kind of, yeah. You know, you know, kids are still eating their, you know, Halloween candy. A month after you know, Halloween. A month after. Hey, <laughs> do you know any little kid who's going to throw out their Halloween candy? Do you know any kid no. who's not going to eat it that late? Exactly. Come like, on. like I, I will eat that shit that late. <laughs> are you kidding me? Um. 
Um, so moving on from that to also related news, as I said before, the guy who directed that is uh, directed Trick or Treat, which is my brand new favorite hor- uh, Halloween movie of all time. Uh, and it's kind of hard to dethrone, you know, John Carpenter's Halloween, uh, but that one, it's it's great. It's uh, fantastic. It's uh, four short stories. Um, it's, it was originally a comic book, but it was um, when it got made into a movie. It's four short stories that all tie together at the end, um, kind of taking different themes from Halloween uh, that we all know, kind of stuff. And right. uh, and it's just a fun watch. It's great. Um, and the sequel has just been announced uh, with. Uh, you know the interview for Krampus actually right um so this one looks fantastic I'm really excited for it. people who are fans of this you know kind of it's kind of a cult classic uh horror movie right now uh you know it looks looks great uh just the whole um what's the best way to put it I guess the uh best way to put it is um it, it's gonna be four short stories again put together but they're going to take place in different time periods with different um halloween themes like there's going to, one's going to take place in like the outskirts of ireland in the 1600s or something like that so it'll be kind of uh, it's kind of like of the origins of hall of halloween instead of having it where this last one was four stories and they kind of all kind set of like modern touch yeah. together like cut, cut, you know cross <coughs> paths at each other i Maybe they'll do something along the lines of uh, four short stories, different time periods. Maybe like they leave something behind, and another person later it's the kinda finds gonna, it. Or it's kind of going to be like that. I that's think. the only kind of way I can yeah. think that they could really do it's, it. It's going to be kind of like that, I imagine. Um, but it's it kind of all tie around between this one character who's kind of the embodiment of the Halloween spirit and stuff, right. uh, which was in the first movie. His name is Sam. He's kind. He looks like Sackboy a little bit because he has like a giant burlap sack over his head and stuff and uh, looks pretty creepy um, just standing there but anywho uh, it's going to kind of revolve around his origins and the origins of Halloween in general because Halloween started in in Ireland essentially Um, imagine Halloween then you just get potatoes they, no, you see what what they did was that all they did was that they would just they would cut squash into faces and put candles in them to ward off spirits. That was what they would do, and uh, so that kind of became the modern jack o' lantern. And Makes then uh, also like some like along the lines of like spirits who are out during the night um, in order for your kids to go out had to be dressed like them, like devils and spirits. So they and wouldn't stuff. get so they, so they wouldn't be. Taken or they wouldn't be attacked or something like that, yeah. and then that kind of just turned into costumes and trick or treating later down the line. Some and that makes sense it's, if you know, my history channel serves me correct. It's it, it's it sounds correct enough to where I would not question. Yeah. You so so you know um, this is going to all be the origins of Halloween. It's gonna, one's going to take place in the old west, and then another one's going to uh, kind of be uh, in the 1950s, which sounds pretty cool. It's always 1950s is the perfect setting for horror movies um, and creepy stuff to have in movies just because you know no cell phones and no modern technology to communicate for help or anything so yeah. and also just relatable to where you know we can relate to the people of that time as well so yeah but this movie looks great i'm super excited for it I, there's nothing out on it at all but no i'm, kind of I'm gonna go see it no matter what i'm, I'm assuming it. it'll be it'll release sometime in october not this year of course but uh, maybe next year. I think next year they don't. Even, they don't even have a uh, 
a release date for it yet. Okay. But um, I think they're shooting for 2016, um, 2017 at the latest. Uh, so yeah, mm. looks great. Mm. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Um, now to move on to from horror movie news and stuff like that. Uh, so one of my favorite anime movies of all time is called Akira, and Recently, there's been some buzz about the remake that was supposed to be done like Eight 10 years ago. ago. It, uh, it's just been, kind of been stuck in production hell. You know, like People have been interested in it and have bought the script, have been rewritten the script, and have green-lighted for production only for it to just sit there and not, not go anywhere. anywhere. Um, and now uh, Christopher Nolan is... Possibly going to be directing this uh, with attachment to Warner Brothers uh, as production company. So I'm assuming they're going to do it animated again, right? They wouldn't no, do it like live. It, action. It's live action, okay. Which is going to be weird as shit. And yeah, I don't really know how they're going to do this uh, because the whole movie. Have you ever seen the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. okay. At least I think I have. If I'm thinking of the right movie. Well, so there. So essentially, it's like a bunch of people on motorcycles and shit, and um, and then. Uh, uh, the guess the main antagonist of the show, uh, Tetsuo, turns into like this weird giant blob monster at the end. Does that ring any bells? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm kind of wondering how this is all going to work. Fast and the Furious <laughs> on with a giant blob monster. <laughs> with giant blob monsters, Fast and the Furious meets the blob. I can see Christopher Nolan stooping to that level. I think I can. So uh, this, I this is this is kind of a big deal. It's, it's weird because, um, you know, that, that kind of style of movie is so popular, you you think, like, it would just make sense for them to do something like that. I don't think it would turn out very well, but, I mean, you know, you know when something's successful in Hollywood, they just, everybody tries to jump on that same bandwagon after it, yeah. you know, so... And with Fast and Furious being so successful, it would kind of make sense that they would do something kind of very... Fast and yeah. Furious like, I, I can imagine maybe, but it depends on what Nolan wants to do, and he's yeah, been, yeah. he's been proven to make them a shit ton of money, so they're gonna probably let him do whatever whatever he wants, he wants with whatever budget he wants. Pretty much, he can kind of just write it in whichever whatever he wants to do. So apparently, this was supposed to be put back into production in two thousand and two, a long ass time ago, and apparently at one point Keanu Reeves was gonna be attached um, by and directed by. Jume Cole Sarah, some fucking French dude, I guess. Um, and then uh, like Kristen Stewart was attached at one point, um, but that that went away. Leonardo DiCaprio's company, and also supposedly he was supposed to be uh, uh, starring in it as well, which yeah. didn't really make a whole lot of sense because it's a movie that takes place in Japan. And I remember hearing about this like years ago where it was going to take place, they were going to change it to take place in uh, in New York in the future. Um, I don't, this is kind of an unnecessary change. It didn't really need to happen. It should probably just, just stick with Japan and, yeah. and everything else being from there. Um the sea is also apparently being written by Marco J. Ramirez, who uh, was a writer on Sons of Anarchy. And I can imagine if anyone's going to write a movie with a bunch of motorcycles, it'll in it, be. It should be that dude. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense yeah. in my mind. Um, let's see. He. So, yeah, I guess that, that, that's really about it. Um, 
this is kind of all still up in the air, but the fact that it's kind of been moving forward now, yeah, especially kind of, with such you know, a, once you start adding like directors into it, then uh, you know, eventually, and I'm assuming sometime soon if they're going to do this, yeah. you'll start seeing actors attached to it. Sooner That's kind of when you start more so can believe that it's going to happen pretty much and like right now we're not even entirely sure if he's going to be directing he'll he might just be a producer on this yeah um and depending on how much control he wants to have of it because like it would kind of determine the direction of the movie goes this might be one of those things where they kind of give it to a younger director um right and just kind of have it work through uh through that kind of as a bit of a mouthpiece if anything um for nolan uh while he pretty much takes care of any other project he's working on at the moment because i think he works on multiple projects at a time um so this is kind of a big deal um some that's been stuck in production hell for the longest time is finally being push forward more than anything yeah i mean we'll see if it actually happens i mean you know we can sit here and talk about it but yeah that still doesn't mean it's gonna happen exactly so you there's plenty of stuff that can go wrong between now and actually Mm -hmm. going and filming it pretty much so uh moving on from something that can possibly happen to something that's been pushed back uh oliver stone's latest movie uh called snowden about edward snowden if you don't know who that is quick google search will take care of that but it's been kind of in the news for you can also talk about it here Mm -hmm. instead of having them no stop record stop listening no to stop podcasts. listening and use google or just you know multitask and just press the home button on your phone while you're listening to this but what if they're driving chevy well it's not gonna like you're probably texting right now while you're driving chevy, just, just just okay so edward snowden you know <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> but you're like so, a child you just say no 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 you just do it anyway no <laughs> um but uh, so, like, pretty much anyone who doesn't know about Edward Snowden, um, depending on how you view him as, you know, uh, information leaker, a traitor, or, you know, someone, or a hero, uh, in your some mind, would say, some yeah. would say, to, you know, depending on where you fall on the political lines, I don't give a shit, really. Um, I don't, even, I don't even have a Facebook page. So, the fact that he's exposed stuff. He, yeah. He's exposed... But he, he exposed a lot of secrets that the NSA, um, and I think the, CIA, the, like the CIA, the military have been holding, yeah. because they've been gathering uh, citizens' personal information and using that uh, and illegally. They're not allowed to do such, and he, they just kind of said, fuck it, we're going to do it anyway, because, you know, murder. Yeah. So, anywho, uh, he has... Like, once that happened... And he fled to Russia, um, and he has been uh, exiled in Russia. He, essentially, he was a former uh, he was a former CIA employee. I was believe. it CIA or was it NSA? I believe it was CIA. I believe like he, he, was was an, he was a former intelligence analyst yeah. or something like that. And he kind of said, "This shit is wrong." Mm-hmm. Left, exposed all this stuff, and now. He's yep. kind of been exiled everywhere. Essentially, so. like he, he's been he's been in Russia since that time. And he, it, it's an interesting story. Yeah, you definitely. Uh, like I don't really know a I mean, whole can, hell of a lot. Yeah, about we can it. explain you know bits and pieces here, but it's definitely worth looking into. It's it's yeah. it's an interesting story of how uh, and all the stuff that he actually leaked being very very you know Pretty much. important. Um, um, but as you were saying, the yeah, movie um, got pushed so back. Oliver Stone, I uh, think he wrote and produced this movie um, and directed. He 
is why he's telling the story of Edward Snowden and uh, the eventually all the actions and events that led up to him uh, exposing that material. Right. Um, that's been pushed back uh, to 2016, which essentially takes it out of this year's Oscar contention. For whatever reason, why it was pushed back, um, let's see. I believe I have it on here somewhere. But that essentially... Oliver Stone's career has kind of just been on a bit of a turn, on I guess. Because like not really on the ropes, just kind of like he doesn't really. He's not. He's not prolific. Um, he he's made some pretty big influential movies. The most influential movie he's made was Platoon. That's kind of what he's most known for. Right. Um, he's also known for uh, Wall Street with uh, I can't remember his name, but. Hank Pym from Ant-Man yeah, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. younger generation. Um, he played a character named Gordon Gecko, and he was kind of just the embodiment of 80s greed and you know stock power back in the day. Um, but now he's just, he's been kind of like keeping it low key, doing whatever he really kind of is interested in doing. Um, yeah. You know, Alexander being movie wasn't that great, uh, and. I can't even remember his last movie, but now this one has been pushed back uh, from. Let's see. Yeah, Christmas Day was was the original release date to 2016, um, and apparently it's going to star Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Shalane Woodley, um, and it hasn't even been finished yet, so it's been. That's the reason why it's being pushed back. Um, and it kind of just takes it out of competition with several other movies that will be coming out about the same time. Other Oscar contenders as well, like The Hateful Eight and The Revenant. Um, the one thing I would think you have to be worried about in this situation with it getting pushed back is if it releases close to after um, when all these awards happen it could easily be forgotten. So mm-hmm. if it gets pushed back, it makes me think that he might have to push it back a whole another year. He's going to have to push it back a whole another year. To, for it to even contend. Cause Pretty else, much. Uh, he, I mean, he can release it sometime after the awards here, but... Um, like the, the kind of person uh, Oliver Stone is, uh, he likes to play off that he's above all of that, but he also kind of really desperately wants yeah, Everybody... They they can say every anything everything um, all they want, but they're still playing the game and they're still you know everybody to get some wants recognition. Oscar, right? They like, they want the recognition. Yeah. That hey, I earned this. This is I, I'm and better it, than and all an people. Oscar. Of course, not in like some kind of bullshit kind of category, no. but like an actual big Oscar. Like every every actor wants one because that's validation of your work. Essentially, right? like, so, like it validates it validates it would validate him as a director. Um, it would validate his film as the best of the year and it would kind of just put anybody who's a critic of him to, you know, kind of silence themselves a little bit. Um, so yeah, um, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but it's also, but it's just kind of interesting to see how this Oscar season starting to play out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, well, we're, I'm sure there's still going to be plenty of movies coming out that are. Going there are still be plenty of movies that are going to be up for Oscar attention, right? So. Yeah, and even then, like I think this is going to be the last year where they're going to have ten movies um, nominated for Best Picture. Uh, they're going to probably go back down to five. So we're going to have to see how this all plays out. Mm. Um, and also speaking of Oscar contention, uh, Darren Aronofsky, who is kind of another kind of golden child of the Oscars, kind of 
uh, he came from an art house background with uh, his uh, film Pi. Um, just kind of a mathematician going crazy, and also it's not a movie about baked goods. No, I wish <laughs> that would be. I would watch that movie. movie. I would watch. I would watch a movie about just pie. like it's just steamy hot pies coming out of the oven, and then they just sit them down like on a windowsill, and you just see like the little wafts of smell. Like okay, so out. I want. Like I want. I want to rewind this metal-y. a little bit. Steamy hot pies. Steamy hot pies. I think I saw that video. <laughs> I think you're thinking of a different video. No, it was on X videos. I'm pretty sure, or Pornhub. It's probably one of those two. But Steamy Hot Pies. I I, I watch a movie called Steamy Hot Pies in a heartbeat. But anywho, um, <laughs> Darren Aronofsky. Uh, he's been kind of known. Most of his movies have been kind of just about. Uh, his characters slowly becoming insane throughout all of them. As I said, Pi, Mathematician Goes Crazy, uh, and one of his more widely known movies, uh, Requiem for a Dream. Um, okay. People get you know addicted to drugs, and then they slowly go insane go throughout crazy. the movie. Um, his uh, he's pretty good at having people be crazy. Pretty much like Black Swan. Natalie Portman's a ballerina dancer, and she goes insane. And uh, pretty much, uh, Noah, Noah was already insane because he was played by Russell Crowe. So yeah, that whole movie was kind of nuts. Um, but yeah, so his new, um, his latest movie is a Evil Knievel biopic. Um, kind of a strange and interesting character to do a biopic of. I don't really know much about Evil Knievel. Um, but then that might be an excellent reason why you would want to make a biopic about him, right? Pretty much. And so uh, I kind of want to know. Just know that he can jump buses. So, like, have you, like, do you watch a lot of uh, biopics of. Of people? Of, of anybody. Of anybody. Um, I mean, I enjoy watching a biopic, but I don't know if I specifically, like, seek them out. None of them so, just have interested you. Like I've never like like I want to know about like Howard Hughes's life. So you watch like The Aviator, nothing like that. Not really. I mean, like you know, it's it's one of those things where it's not like if I hear they're doing a biopic on someone, I'm not going to go watch that when it comes out or anything. I'm if I like am scrolling through Netflix or you know whatever, and I see one, I'm like, oh, that seems interesting. Then I might watch it. But it's yeah. never like something I actively seek out. Okay. So um, with this movie, uh, I kind of I'm always a big fan of Darren Aronofsky, and just kind of seeing where this movie's going to take uh, take him. Uh, as I said, uh, Noah. I, when did Noah come out? Like two years ago, I think in 2014. Um, kind of a lackluster, in my opinion. It was that was his first like big budget movie. That movie cost a hundred million dollars to make, right. and it made bank. It made a shit ton of money, um, which is kind of an interesting, you know, situation to see Aaron Aronofsky in as just kind of a small, as, as a bit of a smaller, you know, more artistic uh, director. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this. I've, I'm always a big fan of his work, and I really want to see, uh, you know, this movie as it comes out, as it, and also see what's going to happen as it develops further when they get actors involved, right. see who they get to play the lead. And yeah, so also can another thing to kind of keep an eye on for Oscar contention for probably next year or the following. So probably either like 2016 or 2017. Um, moving on, uh, Pacific Rim. 
Did you see Pacific Rim? Mm-hmm. Yes. The first one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you like Pacific Rim? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I mean, why wouldn't you? Giant yeah. robots? Giant robots fighting giant monsters in the ocean. Like, why wouldn't you enjoy yeah. that? It was pretty good. Um, unfortunately, uh, it's probably the sequel is probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Why, Jeremy? So, But it was so good. And like, I'm sure it didn't completely tank at the box office. So it wasn't a big hit here in the United States. Um, but, but of course, in the China, yeah, the emerging the emerging market in China loves fucking giant robots. CG robot attacking. That's yeah. why Transformers is so big. In yeah, China. pretty much. Pretty so, much a Transformers movie can tank here yeah. in the U.S. but make all of its money back in China. So. Pretty much. So like the movie uh, was made for with two hundred million dollars. Which is kind of kind of nuts. It's kind um, of a big budget. Yeah, it's it, it's one of the biggest budgets to ever kind of uh, come to light at the moment, and it made back four hundred million dollars. So it made its budget back plus another two hundred million, which unfortunately apparently wasn't enough to keep this movie going, despite it being greenlit for twenty seventeen. Um, now it appears that Legendary Pictures, which is apparently feuding with Universal, with another production company of it. Right. Uh, according to let's see, here's what it says. According to THR, Legendary liked the original, liked the original, and it performed exceptionally well in China. But the sequel has been halted indefinitely and will be pushed back if it gets made at all. And it's kind of, it's kind of sad to see. So do you think this is because of that feud that's going on between Legendary and Universal? It might be. Like that might be a reason why they're kind of like we don't want to deal with all this shit. And making like a super huge budgeted movie at the like, same time. Like it like, might be because Legendary is kind of coming up in a big way because they've just been kind of behind big, you know, summer blockbuster hits. I mean, they've been behind all the Nolan movies. They've been behind uh, like especially the Batman features. Right. They've been behind uh, Godzilla, and so I think they're kind of start like Legendary. Is they're competing with power uh, of Universal, and Universal has been around for over a hundred years. Right. So the, if they think um, Universal is going to back down, they're not. Yeah. It's like they've been in the game for way too long. They've been doing this for way too long for you know their for Legendary's opinion to matter. Uh, to yeah, them. I can I can see the, this more so not being a product because I'm sure they can make another huge movie and you know have it make money and everything. Um, I want to say it's probably more so having to deal with, like, you know, internal stuff between them and Universal. And we might not see anything happen with this movie until the dust settles for all of that. Yep. Because, like I said, it seems kind of difficult to be trying to make a movie and uh, investing as much money, if not more, than they did in the first one. Um, and have to deal with all this shit now. Yeah. Like, between them two. That kind of makes sense. They would kind of put this on hold for a while. Yeah. I don't think that they're not going to make a second one. Mm, it's kind of it depends on how long of a pushback it is. That's true. Because Guillermo del Toro is he, he's kind of a man who always has a vision with his movies, and he always wants a particular feel. And if they are not going to kind of go with what he wants, he just then won't he, do it. he probably just won't do it. But then again, if it's a good enough franchise that they want to invest in it. They could just get another director. Yeah, so that, like, that is true. He probably just won't be attached. I mean, like the reason why he made Pacific Rim, which was going to be their big blockbuster 
movie of the summer when it came out was so he could kind of make whatever he wanted to make next. Right. And that just happens to be uh, Crimson Peak. You know, which is kind of like this Victorian gothic horror yeah. romance type of flick. So, uh, did, I kind of half think this also kind of falls on Guillermo del Toro's side as well, whether or not he decides to actually go through with it and pick it up. Yeah. I think after the initial run of Crimson Peak, if he decides to do it, he will probably just do it real quick and try and make it under budget like he did the first movie. Right. Um, and, like, just try and... You know, do that, and so he can have his way with his next film. Right. So, yeah. Um, to smaller news, uh, Ernie Hudson, uh, one of the original Ghostbusters, has been added to the Ghostbusters reboot. Um, and this is kind of like he's also this is also in line with Bill Murray being, uh, you know, having his cameo appearance. Right. But Bill Murray is not playing his original character and neither is Ernie Hudson which is kind of sad to see as I said before yeah so I guess this is kind of like a cool thing and a sad thing just cause I mean it just kind of makes me wish that they would just not take a lot of the direction they're taking in this movie right because I would rather see Ernie Hudson and uh, Bill Murray interact on that familiar level that they had in the original movie I also think it'd be kind of nice if they weren't just announcing all these cameos. Yeah. It kind of uh, makes me concerned for the movie as a whole that they're trying to drop excitement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Over these cameos as opposed over to... cameos. It, imagine if you went on that opening weekend. You didn't hear anything about the movie and you're like, oh my god, all these old Ghostbusters are in there. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be exciting. But now it's like, oh, you're kind of expecting them and um, that almost... It almost makes you have an expectation for what their character is going to do in yeah. the movie. Yeah. So I think if you would have just left out, you know, um, all these uh, all these cameos, yeah. and I mean, like, just you know, like give me bits of the storyline. Tell me, you know, what's gonna happen. What's going? Like, you know, give me a hint of what's going to happen. What the overall story is. Um, give me, you know, like you know, further characterizations of what the actors gonna be doing. I mean, that was that. That's something that would get me excited because you need to get excited about the movie, not just you know who's gonna be, you know. Spotted in the background of a movie, yeah. Which you know, unfortunately for a lot for them, a lot of people are probably going to be going just to see Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson kind of like hopefully reprise their role as a Ghostbuster. Yeah. Uh, did you hear that? Uh, um, the director was all lashing out at people. No, I didn't. Um, he was lashing out at people online who were uh, hating over the movie. He was pretty much he like took to Twitter and told them to fuck off. You know, like, you know, like, you know, that these people are working very hard on the movie and it's very fucking rude of them to uh, be hating on the movie just because there's women in it and all this stuff. And he just pretty much took to Twitter and told everybody to fuck off. <laughs> it sounds like someone's upset and that they know that his movie's not going to be that great. And also in the, I believe in that same rant or in the uh, same news I read about that, um, Weaver is supposed to be back as a cameo in the movie as well. Who? Uh, the person who's in Aliens. Uh, I forget. I don't know. Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. You said Weaver. I said Weaver. But I have no idea how to say her first name, man. That's a fucking weird-ass name. Sigourney Weaver, yeah. Sigourney. She's, okay. But they, they, he said that she's going to be in the movie as well. Well, like, I kind of, like, I just really hope that 
it's just like in this like now I hope it's just kind of in the same capacity as Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson that she's not reprising her role because if she does reprise her role it's just gonna make things strange. It'll just be weird because then it's like, oh, why why isn't everybody else reprising their roles? Why is this the one persistent character in this universe and everybody else? Yeah, it, it, it's almost it's almost suspect, but it's just it's not. I wouldn't say suspect. I guess just it just seems lack of foresight. And- I'm interested at this point just to see how all of this stuff plays out. Yeah. I, I mean, I really hope it's a good movie. I want it to be good. I mean, uh, Paul, was it Paul Feige? Paul Feige? Paul Feige. He's not that bad of a director. He's okay. He's just kind of a lesser Judd Apatow. Yeah. But and even then, Judd Apatow is like hit and miss most of the time. So, you know, I, I don't know. I just, like, once I just keep having to say to myself, this is a movie that shouldn't have been remade in the first place. Yeah. I would almost agree with you. I mean, and it also seems it, it just there have been a lot of bad directions I think taken with this movie, a lot of bad choices made. You know, yeah. it, where it's, you're just like you you can have all these cameos and stuff, but you know if everybody complains about this movie and you're like, oh, but uh, we're also going to make like you know say you're going to make an all female cast Ghostbusters, yeah, have backlash and then be like, uh, but we're also going to make an all dude one too, like yeah. Well, apparently that one that one's been debunked as not happening. Okay, so it's only it's only the one Ghostbusters movie, but even then it's just like. And then, you know, now it's just like, oh, we're going to try and drum up all this excitement over uh, the old movie by putting uh, all these cameos in there. And it seems kind of bad that they're relying, so, like you said, so yeah. much on these cameos to get people in the seats. I mean, the whole the whole point of a cameo is just to be surprised. Like, oh, hey, you know, look yeah. who it is. That, that, that's the whole point of a cameo. Like, like you, we've seen plenty of movies that have small cameos like that where it's not even like the, the these big actors that are in this movie aren't even billed mm-hmm. in the cast. They're just kind of so, they're kind of just on the lot that day, and they're like, "Oh, hey, do you want to do you want to shoot some real quick?" Yeah, and, that, exactly. and that's it. And, and it's always like the most like insignificant side characters too, like who like kind of make the biggest impact. Like, yeah, and, so, and, and it's it's stuff that you go watch the movie and you are like, "Oh, that's what I want to talk about now. I want to mm-hmm. talk about this person who's in it and this person who's in it." But if you're saying that all up front, then nobody's going to be talking about that stuff. If anything, they're just going to go in and judge that stuff critically. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to just like walking in and being like, oh, that was that character. Even if that scene is shitty, they're going to be like, but that character was in it. Now that they're expecting that character to be in there, they're going to be like, that line was delivered horribly. This whole scene doesn't make any sense. Like, it all kind of just. Uh, yeah. It's a bad move. In my yeah. So. I'm not a fucking um, movie person, so what the fuck do I No, it's like that. Like, you that's. Know. that's Pretty much, you know, the, the sentiment yeah. like I have for the most part. It's just, I mean, like at this point, it's not going to be a cool little, you know, tidbit or anything. It's just going to be a distraction. And the fact that they're kind of playing up this distraction more than anything just makes me worry about the movie as a whole. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break, Sadly. Um And then we'll be back with our uh, video game news and we will uh, we'll get out of here. Bad end. All right. <laughs> Do you want to end it on a better note before we go to break? No, bad and sounds pretty good. <laughs> All right. We'll be back, you guys. All 
Alright, so we are back, Jerry. Back, 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 back. We're back with our gaming news for the last couple weeks. We've actually had a good number of things happen. Yeah. Um, we actually had a huge... Uh, the, the Tokyo Game Show was last week. Not that too much news came out of that. That's really important. But um, it happened. I mean... Yeah, it, when things it, happen, it's more so. That's more. That one is like an E3 for Japan. It's more so based for Japanese games. Yeah, uh, a Japanese audience. Well, like, what kind of games do they have coming out? Because like, all I know is that they have like Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Yeah, it, I, and that's like X, Xbox Fantasy. never like decided not to go to TGS because the Xbox is isn't doing very good in Japan. Um, so they really got no reason to go, and yeah. Nintendo hasn't gone in years. So really, the only people who were there was Sony. Sony and like third party. Um, That's kind of strange. Yeah, so you got some like Sony announcements. Like they announced that um, the play uh, Project Morpheus is officially being named uh, PlayStation um, VR. A very, very that's, creative name. That's kind of lame. They should have just kept it Morpheus. Mor- Morpheus is badass. Like, that's a fucking badass name. But yeah. I don't know. I, I guess they kind of wanted to be very upfront with what it was. Um, I, they could have just called it Morpheus VR. Yeah. I mean, I, they could have done a lot of things. But they did. Sony, they, why you got to be so stupid? <laughs> if you're listening to us right now, which, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure they are. Why you gotta be so? Why you gotta be so stupid? <laughs> um, so they announced that um, they kind of announced what the price point was going to be for the thing. Um, sort of. They didn't announce an actual price, but they said that it was going to be console priced. Okay. So you're looking about four hundred dollars, give or take. Um, they announced a price drop for the PlayStation in Japan, okay. but that's it. They haven't announced anything anywhere else. Um, that I'm assuming is going to be there might be a price drop, you know, maybe not for this holiday season, but afterwards there might be one. Um, you know, just kind of you know how trends tend to go. I'm not sure if it would be afterwards, would it? Because that would kind of not really make a lot of sense. Well, before uh, you know, if they do it before, they're going to drive up their sales, sure, but they're going to be making less money on it. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation's doing pretty good right now, okay. So I don't think they really need to price drop it uh, here. I'm assuming that they're doing that to boost sales in Japan. Um, they announced Bloodborne DLC. Uh, Bloodborne being that PlayStation exclusive that uh, yeah, very very popular. Um, like it's just dark. It's like Dark Souls. Dark Souls, but guns and stuff. And yeah, uh, they, weird gothic stuff. Yeah, it's a, one of those brutal games where you're gonna die a thousand times before you can progress any further make you in feel the story. Sad. Yeah, so uh, they announced the first uh, set of DLC for that game. They're also going to come out with a kind of like a game of the year edition for it, where Mm -hmm. it's going to come back with that DLC uh, that should be coming out probably around that same time. Um, Other than that, that's really about it. There wasn't a lot of news that came out of TGS, just uh, like little DLCs for like... uh, They they showed uh, Metal Gear uh, Online, which Mm -hmm. is the online portion of Metal Gear Solid uh, 5. Um, that's kind of this kind of sucks because I mean like like video games have been just been such a big deal recently in the media and the press and everything. Yeah. So I would like to think that they would have been playing this up pretty big. Yeah, it, it's it's weird because uh, like I said, it's mostly based towards a Japanese audience. So there's a lot of games that were announced there that I don't care for, or you know I couldn't even. Pronounce. Bring you any news because I don't know any Japanese, and you know, it's just like moon runes and 
and like underwater speak as far as we're concerned. It's one of those things where it'd be really cool to go, but I really have no um, no real interest in what happens yeah. you know because it's just uh and i also think just because like as in like for us and like as a western States, audience it doesn't make much it, yeah. you don't really care for it all yeah that much. i mean like the only games we really care about ever come from japan are like final fantasy and like whatever nintendo turns out yeah is pretty, pretty much really about it and yeah but like i said nintendo doesn't show up to this thing so it's not really that big of a deal um, but that's about it as far as stuff that came out of TGS. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to start off with something um, that happened uh, just a couple days after we recorded this last time. Uh, Pokemon Go mm-hmm. was announced. Um, it's a mobile phone for your game. A mobile phone for your game. <laughs> it's a game for your mobile phone. It's been a while since we did this, guys. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm rusty. Uh, Rusty shit. It's uh, it's a game for your phone. Uh, it uses your GPS to locate where you're at and uh, determines Pokemon that might be around that area. Yeah. Uh, it's made by the same people who made this mobile game called Ingress, um, okay. which was really popular a couple years ago, uh, and a game that people took very very seriously. Um, it you pretty much chose one of two factions, mm-hmm. and you would have to let's say we're we're recording in a library right now, so you're here. And your faction is taking over, so you can um, so you can place like you know turrets and stuff to keep other people mm-hmm. out. But other people can come in and try and destroy those turrets and take over this area, okay? Like a real life area. Um, and you know it'll tell you, oh, this area is under attack, and you're near it. So then you would go to that area and try and defend it. You'd walk to it in real life and try okay. to defend it. You know what's what's going on in your phone. Uh, the game was taken so seriously that people were uh, like physically fighting over it. People <laughs> put up electric fences around areas like to defend them to keep people from going into those okay. areas to be able to you know do this stuff. So people people took this game really seriously. Um, and it was very, very popular for a little while, especially with like you know certain audiences. People like a lot of people who talk about playing it would take different routes home from work, yeah. or would leave early so they can go a certain way and like you know to take a certain area or defend a certain area. Uh, anyways, the same people who did all that are making this game, Pokemon Go, um, mo- uh, a game for your mobile phone. I uh, use your location to identify where certain Pokemon might be at. Mm-hmm. Um, there is going to be like big events. There's a trailer they showed. Oh, is this the one where you have to get the little uh, like add-on clip? That you don't have like to. You don't have to get it, but yes, that's okay. the one. Okay. Um, in the trailer, they showed like uh, all these people in Times Square. Like uh, I'm assuming, I'm assuming you don't need to like all get together in one area, but they showed like a boss character, Mewtwo, mm-hmm. and you were kind of sending the Pokemon that you've captured to fight him, and you have to like lower his health yeah. within a certain amount of time. Um, it all seems very interesting. It, yeah. it's, it's a it's it's an it's like the, it's like a real life Pokemon MMO. Yeah, because I'm assuming you'll be able to battle with people, and you can definitely trade with people. They've talked about that. Um, I'm super excited for this. You know how much you know what a fan of Pokemon I am. Pretty much uh, anyone who's a listener and has listened to a couple podcasts um, knows how much I love Pokemon. Um, they did announce that thing that you're talking about, the little peripheral. Yeah. Um, it kind of looks like a location thing. It kind of looks like a melted Pokeball, but the reason is it's supposed <laughs> to look like the little location symbol. Yeah. Um, 
and pretty much it uh, so you're not constantly checking your phone all the time mm-hmm. um, it'll vibrate it comes with it, the wrist thing looks fucking stupid because it's like okay. this like fucking teenage girl band with like all these different colors and it looks like from the fucking 80s <laughs> And that's the band, but it, it's also a little clip, so you can like clip it onto your okay. belt or whatever. Uh, but it'll vibrate and let you know um, if there's a Pokemon nearby, so you're not constantly checking your phone. I believe you can straight up try and catch Pokemon with that little button in there, and just kind of press it and catch the Pokemon yeah. and go. Um, super excited for this! Like, it yeah, just, it, it's it's nice to see them. It's nice to see them do something different. I mean, I, I think like. The whole augmented reality thing. I think it works best with mobile phones. Because we kind of seen some stuff with, like, uh, what Microsoft showed at E3 where, what was it, they had, like, the, the HoloLens, the HoloLens yeah. stuff. And, you Like, know, all that stuff looks really cool, but the thing is, it's like, that... You know, it, it's a little harder to walk out with a hollow lens on your head, yeah. right? And then acting like you have a gun and like moving around doing right. barrel rolls right. in real life. People are going to call the cops on you, you know? Yeah, exactly. And even in a more practical sense, if you're not playing a game, it's a little harder to walk out with a you know some kind of augmented reality headset or something. Um, this makes it so much easier because everybody has their phone on them all the time. Yeah. Um, and I mean. So many people love Pokemon, and it really seems like they're kind of aiming it towards an older audience. Yeah. In the um, in the uh, little trailer thing that they showed for it, mm-hmm. um, it, it was pretty much young adults. Yeah. They they had one section with like an adult and a kid, but it was pretty much young adults like going everywhere because those are the people who are really going to be able to go to uh, location X or location yeah. Y to find uh, you know whatever Pokemon they're looking for. Pretty much. Uh, the other kids are going to be like, oh, I can try and find whatever Pokemon is at Walmart. Yep. With my mom, but that's about it. Like you know, that's all the yep. kids will really be able to do. Um, it's exciting. I, it's not supposed to come out till next year, uh, but you can. Rest sure that I will fucking be having the little. So you're gonna be thing. on your phone more than than you are now. I'm gonna be driving and be like, oh shit, there's a fucking Jigglypuff here. <laughs> run off the road and you're just gonna run like, over an old lady and just be like, all right, cool, I caught the Jigglypuff. Giants is like Tokyo Drift all over all the old people just to get to them. <laughs> just get that Jigglypuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really cool concept because. Um, this really like uh, there's a lot of people I know who are like oh yeah Pokemon's really cool but a lot of people aren't willing to invest in a 3ds or, no uh, like much like yourself I'm but, sure you'd want yeah. to like get back into Pokemon or I don't know if you ever really were in a Pokemon but I was and I've tried it's just that the like this new barrier for entry for with like a three hundred dollar you know yeah it's like down to like two hundred bucks yeah but two hundred dollars and then you're paying uh, another fifty sixty dollars for the game yeah mm-hmm. um. It, 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 it is a high barrier for entry. Yeah. Uh, this I mean, is going to be a lot better for those people um, who don't have that spare cash or don't want to spend that cash yep. getting a device that they're only going to use for um, just, just that one game. Yeah. I mean, and also, 
being just kind of like the way the per- my personal life is and the way my work life is, I'm not able to you know pull out my 3ds at work right. and being able to play without risking it getting you know destroyed, destroyed. because my phone or getting called a loser or, by your coworkers. Oh no, fuck my coworkers! <laughs> I don't give a shit what they think. Uh, like I'm, they can make fun of me all I want. I'll still be playing Pokemon. It wouldn't bother me. But um, it just it would be a lot easier just to have that peripheral and my phone if I really wanted to play right. the game. So, um, like I said, first good step. I'm very excited. This is uh, this isn't exactly the Pokemon MMO I wanted, but I might actually run into people and make friends with mm-hmm. it. So it's it's not entirely a bad thing. Um, because let's say if you encounter a uh, a wild trainer. You know, out 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 in a forest somewhere. A wild trainer in his van. At least you'll you know, like if you run into this person who's also looking for the same Pokemon or something. At least you have that to you know start off a conversation or something. And then you guys get into a fight over who gets that Pokemon. I don't think it's it's necessarily like that. I don't think it's like shanked to like one person (laughs) for Pokemon. Um, Yeah, I think it's a it's a good way to get people outside and like you know be a little more active and. Um, be a little more social. All stuff that I need help with. <laughs> so, um, I, I'm very excited. Pokemon Go, uh, I, I'll be sure to keep you guys updated on any more news that comes yeah. out over it. Um, continuing with uh, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo has announced their uh, new president. Uh, he is uh, on a one-year term. Yeah, okay. Um, like, I'm assuming he's kind of like a transition period president. Probably. Um, or just to see how he does. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy is all business. This guy is a business guy. He is the old um, president of Nintendo of America. Before okay. Reggie, he was the uh, guy in charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never really been one to be like out in the spotlight like you see uh, Miyamoto or like I said, Reggie. Uh, Iwata was, you know, very out in the spotlight yeah. and everything. Uh, this guy's never really been uh, out there. Um, there's little to no interviews that people have had with him. Even yeah. people have requested interviews with him. And he definitely um, sounds like a business money guy yeah. than anything else. Um, and like I said, he's been doing other... He's been, like, head of HR and, he, uh, you know, head of all these different departments in Nintendo. He's the logical sense... Um, I think a lot of people are concerned because if you look up a picture of him, he um, he doesn't look like a very happy fellow. <laughs> okay, like, what's what's his name? Um, let me see if I can look it up. I actually don't even have it here. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot you know, a lot of people are concerned because you know. Uh, all these uh, all these people who are in charge of uh, companies now are uh, essentially like stars, almost mm-hmm. like right, like he, you know, uh, the head of Xbox, uh, the current head of Xbox, Phil Spencer. He's very like out there and you know, yeah. constantly tweets back at people and all this stuff. Um, uh, you know, same thing with people like Reggie. They're very forward facing of the company. And, you know, Iwata was very like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't mind talking to people. I love you know, doing interviews and stuff like that. Um, so this guy, uh, a lot of people are kind of uh, concerned that he is not going to be that. Yeah, but we will. I, I can see. I can imagine them being afraid. But if he's all, if he's only in there for a year, 
and is agreed to that, then they have nothing to worry about. Because he sounds like a person who wants to make the most amount of money, and the people who made the most amount of money for that company are the people who've been in charge of it for the longest time. Yeah. So, as you said, if he's a tradition, um, a transitional guy, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, he, you know, he's uh, transitional, which might turn into a uh, more permanent position later on. But right now, he's just signed on for a one-year kind of like a temporary thing. Um, the new president's uh, name is uh, Tatsumi Kimi- Kimishima. I believe that's how you say the last name. Um, yeah, if you look up a picture of him, you're going to... He's a, he's a very, like, stone-faced... Here, look, I'll just show you a picture of him. Look at him. <laughs> like, he's, a very, like, he's a very stone-faced kind of a guy. <laughs> a lot of the pictures you'll see of him, he doesn't smile. He's just kind of, like, very, you know, like, stone-faced and everything. As opposed to when you see pictures of, like, Owada, you always see yeah. him, like, smiling and very happy. And He's probably smiling because he has hair. The other dude has no hair. <laughs> Um, They've also done some kind of like restructuring of the company in general. Uh, They've kind of merged some departments together, and um, there's there's a picture of him smiling, and it's kind of disturbing. (laughs) He he looks like he should have fought in World War Two. That's that's the kind of vibe I'm getting from this dude. Sorry, (laughs) go 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 ahead. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. Uh, what was I saying, Jerry? I don't remember. That that hor- the horrific smile that that dude had was enough to d- distract me. I mean, he just like if you look pic- look at pictures of him, he just looks like he has like a permanent little frown going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Like I was saying, uh, they've uh, kind of merged some departments together at Nintendo and yeah, um, given people some new titles. Um, nothing, in my opinion, that really would worry a normal consumer all too much. It's no. just kind of like some simple restructuring, um, merging departments together that were previously like uh, two different departments, kind of seeing that they work well together, might as well making them into one. Uh, but, you know, they've said that everything is on track as before. Nothing's really going to change. Yeah. Um, like I said, they a lot of people were concerned that uh, the Nintendo Directs were going to kind of stop happening um, because Iwata was always uh, like introducing the Nintendo Directs. Yeah. Um, but they've uh, came out and said that they're going to continue doing Nintendo Directs or trying to figure out like you know who's going to be doing what. Um, what would make more sense to me now and would uh, you know now that we don't have Iwata to. Uh, be introducing these uh, Nintendo Directs would be like to do regional Directs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for North America, we would have Reggie introducing the Direct. You know, uh, the people in Europe, whoever's ahead of uh, of Nintendo in Europe, yeah. uh, would introduce their own Direct to, you know, yeah. their kind of, It just kind of adds a little more uh, personal feelings to these Directs, you know? I imagine. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that, though. Um, probably our final news of uh, Nintendo for the uh, for the week. Uh, Star Fox has been pushed back to quarter one of 2016. Okay. It was originally supposed to be a holiday release for this year, but they've pushed it back. Um, I know a lot of people are a little upset by it, but it kind of makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. we haven't really heard a lot, and. Um, 
from what people have said that they played at like E3 and these other uh, things, uh, nobody's really like ranted and raved about it. They said that no. the graphics are kind of not really all there and. Uh, the playing with the uh, motion controls on the gamepad and having to like look up and down from the gamepad and stuff is like you know kind of difficult yeah a little uh, unnecessary um it would kind of make sense that they're taking that feedback and hopefully working on some of those issues either way um the only reason this would be of concern for um wii u owners out there and like people who only have wii u's um one of your big flagship titles is now gone. Yeah. And you had Mario Maker. Uh, Mario Maker is great, by the way. Uh, definitely go play Mario Maker. But the fact that Mario um, Maker is their only big title to release for Right. Like, I mean, they have, like, year. other games. They have, like, Yoshi's Woolly World, but that's not one of those big, like, you know, flagship franchises yeah. that they need to uh, hook people this holiday season to get a, you know, new console. Yeah. Uh, Mario Maker is good, and Mario Maker is a good reason to get one, but... Uh, usually, I think that you need like a couple of games to uh, push you to getting that new console, to spending that money to get new hardware. Yeah. Because, like you said, and like we we're talking about with uh, Pokemon, um, buying a console at a high pri- price point for one game mm-hmm. is kind of difficult to justify. Yeah. At least for us who, you know, are more so like struggling to get by. Maybe not struggling, but you know, you know, getting by. Yeah, we don't have you know like massive amounts of extra money yeah. or anything. So, like, like we're not like super in debt, but we're not like super wealthy, right? So we're just like where we actually have to balance things out, justify our purchases, yeah, so. or keep them uh, secret from our significant others, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really our last bit of Nintendo news. Um, let's kind of sweep up with some other stuff. Uh, Lego Dimensions, uh, I believe, is coming out on a Saturday. Okay. Is it like I, I don't know if it's today that it came out, but it's supposed to be coming out. Um, and they announced a voice cast for it. A lot of old people. Uh, a lot of old people. <laughs> a lot of old people. A lot of original people from uh, things like. Uh, Back to the Future are back to reprise their, their original voices. So, who, for, so who's um, back for Back to the Future? Let me bring up the list, Joey. Thank you. Because I don't have it ready. And I need to <laughs> well, I didn't have anything ready either. Well, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've done any of this. <laughs> as I said before. Um, give me a second here to bring up the. Uh, so Lego Dimensions. That's their. Uh, that's they're their all. Enco- they're all encompassing. Uh, kind of universe thing, right? Where they take all their properties, all their Lego properties, and they kind of mesh them all together, correct? Mm. Um, yeah, so it's it's their Toys of Life. So um, it's their Disney Infinity, it's their Skylanders, it's their Amiibo. Um, okay. You'll get like these little Lego figures, you'll put them on the little Lego teleporter, and it will you know show up on the screen. I hope you get to build a Lego teleporter. That should be cool. Um, I think it's like customizable. Um, but some of the uh, properties that they're going to be doing, um, uh, The Simpsons, Doctor Who, uh, Ghostbusters, uh, Portal, like the that's, fucking oh, dope game. That's pretty cool. Um, what else? Uh, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I guess it's Jurassic World. Um, 
Scooby-Doo, uh, Batman, uh, stuff from the Lego movie, The Wizard of Oz. I imagine a bunch of Star uh, Wars stuff, maybe. Back to the Future. Uh, I don't think so because uh, Star oh, Wars is Disney, right. so they're, they're pretty much getting anything that's not... It, it, it kind of sucks because almost all the Lego sets I've ever owned as a kid were all Star Wars. Yeah. So, uh, that, uh, they have, uh, that Lego Ninjago, the, <laughs> the Cartoon Network show. Yeah. yeah. Um, but among some of the people who are voicing the stuff, uh, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. In That's awesome. The Back to the Future stuff. That's awesome. Uh, they have Chris Pratt, uh, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Allison Brie and Charlie Day. Uh, for the Lego movie stuff <laughs> uh, and Jurassic World stuff, of course, you know, um, and Doctor Who people, uh, Peter Capaldi, Jenna Coleman, and Michelle Gomez uh, from Doctor Who. Um, there's a couple other, but others, um, you know, they had like a voice uh, actors trailer, but. Uh, they really seem to be doing uh, everything uh, right for this. I, I, that sounds just like really cool to me. Like really, like you know, getting uh, getting all these people to yeah. do voices. I just, uh, I just love the fact that they got Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd to come back and do that stuff. Right, that's well, something that would so never cool. happen in um, like a few years ago. Yeah. It probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah, so the game actually comes out um, tomorrow. On the 27th. Um, Yeah, no, I'm very, very excited for this. Uh, More excited than I... uh, Not that I don't think I'm going to get it, actually. um, Because I don't know if I have the money to fucking start spending more money into shit that's just going to, like, sit on my, (laughs) you know, like, entertainment center. Um... But you know, I'm. Uh, I think it's an awesome thing. I think yeah. it, it, it's it's interesting to see that we're seeing all this like toy to life stuff happening. But at least the Lego Dimension seems to be doing it right. Yeah. Um, having all these different properties that really don't belong together. Um, the portal stuff like has been like it's legit portal stuff. Like yeah. it, it could qualify for a new game. Mm-hmm. Um, very exciting. Uh, and, you know, just cool. just to see the voice. So I'm assuming that all the portal stuff is going to just have Atlas and Peabody instead of uh, Chell, right? Or it might. Our name yeah, is. I don't, yeah, I think it might have her in it, but I don't know if it's going to be uh, um, like a little figure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see the little figures too because mm-hmm. they're Lego pieces. You can yeah. plop off the head if you want to and put on a different head yep. or whatever you want to do. So. Plus, I just, you know, I have a fondness for Legos. I always grew up having just, like, a giant bag of, like, all these Legos that just were just tiny little pieces that didn't make any sense or might have been from some set at some point, but they were all just kind of thrown in one bag. Yeah, I kind of have that, but it's a tub of, like, the little Rubbermaid tubs. I, like, have... All the old Star Wars sets that I used to have, they all eventually just all they all eventually all fall apart. And yeah. Because the rubber bands that hold like some of the uh, stuff together for like the ATATs, um, kind of just snap. They they snap and then you know stop stuff stops working. So you eventually you just take them all apart, and or they just all eventually just like their seal breaks and they fall apart. So I have like a big Rubbermaid tub just full of all like just 
Star, like Star Wars stuff and like a bunch of like anything else too. Yeah. So, um, I guess we'll close off with um, with some. I don't even know if this is good or bad news. It's probably bad news because um, I just finished playing Metal Gear and uh, Konami announced that they are not making any more AAA games. Yeah. The only AAA game that they're going to be making now is the uh, soccer one, uh, PES. I never even uh, heard of that one. It's the alternative to FIFA. So there's FIFA okay. and there's PES. Uh, PES. Mm. Um, I like PES. Pro Evolution Soccer is what it's. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That, I've heard of that then. But yeah, that's uh, Konami's other big title, and that's the only one that they're going to be making from now on. Uh, it's kind of upsetting because uh, I know that. Uh, they said they were going to make more Metal Gear games, and everybody was like, yeah, no, fuck Konami for doing that. But yeah. Because I, they, they I, wanted to turn it into a yearly franchise. Right now, I want to keep playing Metal Gear. Yeah. So, uh, it's kind of sad news, uh, but eh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Konami's like, it, it, the way I see it is they, uh, they might just kind of step away from the market, and if it shows... Um, that the market's still going to be there in a couple of years, maybe they'll jump back in. They might, or um, you know, after I think, they realize. I just think they just lost the they they lost something big with Metal Gear because they know no one else can do Metal Gear the way Kojima did. Yeah, I mean, and he was there and he directed a lot of it, but uh, I'm curious about how much of it was Kojima and how much of it was the rest of his team. Because there's plenty of other people who are billed almost just as much as he is. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, like, if uh, all of his, uh, you know, all of Fox Studios, uh, not like the movie company, but, yeah. you know, like all of his uh, Kojima Studios is going, mm-hmm. to, um, is going to move with him wherever he goes, or if they're going to kind of stick around. It, you know, it's yeah. kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Um, I guess it's fine. I mean, at least it ended with a good note. Yeah. And it's a good note to the point to where if they would have uh, released a shitty game, then we wouldn't have been able to come back and, um, and you know, try again, yeah. in my opinion. If they're ending on a good note, then they're going to be like, okay, well, you know, this will give us an opportunity to come back later. Yeah. Uh, right now, they're too busy making uh, pachinko machines <laughs> to give a damn, so... Um, that's it for movie news. Uh, there gaming been news. Gaming news. Yeah, see, I'm, <laughs> I'm so used to the old format. We change it up, and all of a sudden, I'm fucking confused as shit. Well, we're easily on. confused people. That's true. We're not that smart. We're like, we're always startled. It, it, it makes no sense. I mean, like, outside of the realm of work, we're just kind of, we're kind of like children. Yeah. We, we need handlers. <laughs> Where's my monkey backpack? That really has, like, a leash attached to it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Anne has to keep one of those on you at all times. Yeah, that's, that's about right. Um, for that, That's it for gaming news. Um, there's another little weird bit, bit of news that I kind of want to talk about real quick. Okay. Um, that was uh, announced. So, with Trump running for president and NBC dropped him, yeah. um, obviously they couldn't take The Apprentice because that's his show and involves him heavily. Um, Celebrity Apprentice is still on NBC. Yeah. And they needed to find a new host for the show. Well, Joey... They found a host. They found one. Uh, The new host for Celebrity Apprentice will be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Our former governor 
Former Terminator, probably still Terminator if they decide to make a new movie. So the way I see it, um, <laughs> this is great. Um, I'm sure that uh, Donald Trump has some kind of fucking copyright on your fired, right? So well, he would, tried. He tried to get that. I would. I would assume that. You're terminated. I'm assuming that's what that's what Torres is going to be like. You're terminated. So just like let people go. So Conan did a bit on this uh, on his show, having new catchphrases for uh, what his new catchphrases could possibly be. And like, you're terminated was the first one. Your total recalled was another (laughs) another one. It's like, and there's like one about like jingle all the ways. Like you'll jingle all the ways to the unemployment line. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. But, like, this might actually make me want to go watch the show. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where I really don't think that... uh, Arnold definitely doesn't need the money. He's set for life, I'm sure. Um, But a part of it makes me think it's him, like, wanting to continue to be relevant and in the spotlight. Um, The last movie he was in, uh, Genesis, uh, you know, kind of didn't do that well. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't... It wasn't that it wasn't, big box office yeah, hit that they wanted it to Pretty be. much. Um, I think it kind of just wants to stay relevant and, I, you know, stay in the limelight. And Possibly. This works both ways because, one, um, I, who never really cared for any of the Apprentice shows, yep. um, definitely not the celebrity Apprentice shows, um, now am curious and now want to watch this because... Arnold's gonna be, yeah. you know, I like it's either him wanting to stay relevant, or they literally just went like, who can we possibly get to be the new host of the show? They're like, hey, Arnold, do you want to do this? And like, yeah, fuck it, <laughs> let's do it. And I'm because like if you kind of look at the at the promotion stuff he did for Terminator Genesis, he just he went to Madame Tussauds, uh, the wax museum place yeah. in Los Angeles, and uh, as the, like all done up in Terminator makeup, and he just stood in one of the spotlights and just like and it was like a candy camera thing and people would go up to him and they would go up to him and say wow it looks real and then he would scare the shit out of all of them <laughs> he's like don't touch the statues <laughs> it was he would scare the shit out of them so I kind of have to think it's just kind of literally like hey you down to do this and like yeah I'm down and that's yeah that's all but I mean you know I, I would assume part of that is just kind of also wanted to stay relevant. I mean... Well, he was our governor. He's always going to be relevant to California. Yeah, but to the rest of the country, I mean... To the rest of the country, he's he's always going to have his movies. He's he's immortalized. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's immortalized, but if... If you're not if you're not constantly presented with something, you're likely to not forget about it, but not think about it. I guess. Um, I guess so. You know, if he does this, he can stay relevant and he can be in more movies. Where he's be like, oh yeah, I saw uh, Schwarzenegger on The Apprentice, so maybe I'll go see his new movie. Or you know, yeah. whereas uh, otherwise, it's just like he hasn't been in anything lately. And he's like, oh, he's coming out with a new movie. And what has he been up to? Like, what has he been doing? I like, can imagine you know? there being a cross promotion at one point where he has a new movie being made, and he like makes them like advertise his movie <laughs> in some way. I could see that. I'm sure he's got some kind of thing in his contract. Yeah, there. I'm pretty um, sure. But I just thought that was a piece of uh, funny news that we should talk about. One thing I definitely know, I definitely know, I'm going to see during that show is multiple commercials for the Blue Area lease. Of uh, Terminator Genesis, that's yeah. gonna be on every single commercial break. I know it without a doubt. Um, unless you got something else to talk about, Joey, um, 
Let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, I don't really think I have a lot of anything left. Yeah, just tuckered out. I'm I'm tired and I'm hungry. I want me some burritos or hamburgers or your uh, fried fried bread, bread that you were talking about. And they're having a powwow nearby, and I kind of want some of that. And, um, yeah, but we're gonna get out of here. Uh, we will be back um, probably in like two weeks. Yeah, with um, a, with an actual like news episode. Yeah, other than that, we yeah. should have another episode. For next week as well. Yeah. But it's going to be a bonus yeah. episode. Yeah. So, um, uh, till then, uh, make sure you guys are uh, liking the Facebook page. Um, you know, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, all that good stuff. Still surprised we got onto iTunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of think that... I was just kind of upset because I think I told you what happened. Um, so, in order to be on iTunes, you need to have a, uh, you know, like a picture. Um but nowhere was it said that the picture needed to be an actual square. So I kept submitting things for like rectangular oh, okay. pictures. So eventually, like I just kind of resized it into a square, and it fucking worked perfectly. And I was so happy yet so upset at how simple that was. And I had spent months trying to figure it out. Yeah. So pretty much, I'm just retarded. I'm, I think I think that iTunes has really really low barrier for entry <laughs> if we made it on there don't have audio sex on your podcast and you'll be able to uh, be on iTunes audio sex uh, hold the hold on <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this in the I, I'm waving my arms because I need <laughs> what we will talk about this in the bonus episode so that should give you something to look forward to next week uh, but for now let's get out of here um and we'll be back next week. 